TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, All that right, blew I'll- me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 548, and I'm Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Tom. I chair the communication department at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida. Hey, this is Peter. I write for uh, Weiss of Blue, and we live in we live entertainment, and I live in Hollywood. This is you, son, sort of. Um, coming to you from Los Angeles, costume designer and TV. And half of your voice. We appreciate you making the effort. You're welcome. <laughs> Listen, I came specifically to speak about man who fell to earth. So <laughs> we will get there. We will get there. All right. Uh, first up, we're going to have Tom tell us the news. What do you got? ABC has announced that their next live event will be Beauty and the Beast live in December. Amazon has landed the untitled Nick Stoller wedding comedy with Reese Witherspoon and Will Ferrell producing and starring. AMC has recast Jeff, the ogre Ever cab driver in Gene from Cinnabon's Flash Forwards on Better Call Saul. Uh, Pat Healy from Station 19 takes over from Donna Harvey, who had contractual obligations for We Own That City. Apple TV Plus announced that Changeling, starring Lakeith Stanfield, has added Malcolm Barrett, Alexis Lauder, and two others in recurring roles. Uh, their big cigar, Huey P. Newton limited series, has cast P.J. Byrne to play Steve Blauner. CBS has announced that Missy Peregrim's FBI Season 5 return has been delayed because of her second child's birth. Uh, Disney Plus, exciting news, uh, has confirmed that Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio will be appearing in Echo. Um... HBO canceled Gentleman Jack after two seasons. NBC announced a historic three-way Law and Order crossover. Original <laughs> recipe, organized crime, and special victims unit. Uh, Patricia Allison, who plays Ola on Sex Education, will not re- be returning for season four. Paramount Plus gave an early season four pickup to Evil. If y'all aren't watching this season, it's so good. Uh, Peacock has announced that Ella J. Basco from Birds of Prey has been cast in the true crime series A Friend of the Family. Uh, Showtime's Your Honor will end with season two, according to star Brian Cranston. And Universal Cable Productions has set a first-look deal with John Legend's Get Lifted Film Company for scripted and non-scripted entertainment. All right. Let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk Westworld, episode two. And this episode continues with the confusion of Faux Dolores doing something that I don't know what she's doing. And there's no explanation of who she is or what's going on or whatever. But we spent a lot of time with Maeve. This was a Maeve episode, which I appreciate because I love Maeve. Um, The only thing I will say is you go through all these shenanigans with them dressing up and going to this concert hall or for the opera and then they end up on a train and it, it was a nice homage to the episode where William does it so like I get that and that was kind of cool the only thing is when they reveal where they are I was like the 20s really meh so I'm not sure how excited I am 
about transferring all the story because they basically are like it's the same storylines in the west but now we're in the 20s and i'm like mm, they better do something to make it to where we know what the heck the actual story is you know because i still don't know i have no idea what this season's about it seems like they're leaning into beyond westworld which was the short-lived uh TV series continuation, which sprung off from Future World, where they're replacing famous, powerful people with robots. Well, yes, they're obviously so doing that. It's yes. doing that, but man, it's just... This show frustrates me, and yes, we know y'all are smart, however, comma, A, throw us a freaking bone, B, there's a difference between complex and complicated, and this is just overly complicated for no, for no reason aside from ooh we're smart it's like i'm losing my patience man well i mean i just yeah give me a clue like other than them replacing humans and there's a weird thing with the flies and I, yeah, I, what's I, that about i feel like when the flies get into your eye or whatever it takes over like the flies are obviously like some sort of mechanical thing that are control basically uh dolores and inside of what's her name hail what are we calling her hail loris whatever her name is. So Hale, basically, her thing is you controlled us in the park and made us like these weird mannequins, and so now we're going to control humanity. And so she has the replacement of the really important people program with robots, and then she's got the flies, which control the drone people, the lower-end people. But, I mean, I guess that's a story, but I'm not... I'm not sure how all the plots connect at the moment. I feel like Dr. Evil and Austin Powers, throw me a freaking bone here. (laughs) You've been off the air for two years. (laughs) Well, and where the heck is Bernard? Like, come on. Seriously, he's in the main title credits, but we we haven't seen him yet. I hear he does show, I mean, in the trailer and whatever, it looks like he shows up in episode three. So hopefully this episode will be a Bernard episode and maybe... He'll have some insight on what's happening, I guess. So that's just my main issue is right now, I don't know what the story is. I can't figure out, other than the obvious pieces, what the overall picture is supposed to be. So, and I feel like you can do that when you're, you know, in first season and you're establishing the universe. But I'm like, dude, we already know this universe. Let's go. Well, not only that, but first season was the only really amazing season two wasn't as good three was just a hot mess two was good i liked two i mean i know i'm one of the few people but i did like two it wasn't as good one though it 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 had it it had as yeah i would i would agree with that but it was a very heavily bernard which i really liked um but then three you're right three was just i don't even know what three was um so i was really hoping that this season, and I think they're trying by doing all these homages to season one and getting back to the park, they're trying, because I think part of the reason why three failed is because we weren't really in the park. So they're going back to the park now, and I get that, but you still got to let us know what the story is. That's all. All right, let's move on. Um... Next up, we're going to talk about murders in the building. There were murders and more murders. And Peter, I know you talked about this episode and you loved it. 
So I'm going to let you start off talking about why you love this episode. Why do I love it? But I liked it a lot. I I, I like... A bunny was never one of my favorite characters in the first season because, you know, she's not supposed to be. She's just this kind of, like, annoying neighbor that, you know, makes life miserable for our three leads. And so, no, at first, knowing it was a flashback about her, I was like, eh, I was like, do I care about this? But I, I was surprised. I liked I liked going into creation of the building, that that was her father, and, like, all that entails. And I... I just and I, I really see yeah, I like the I like the parrot uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> funny. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was a pretty I mean, off podcast, you would mention that. Well, when shows do a flashback centric episode, you think of something like last year's uh, Mythic Quest, which was all about. Um, oh, I forget the other older older character. Uh, Longbottom. Longbottom, who's actually not coming back, sadly, in the new season. But that episode is amazing. And no, I wouldn't say it was on that level. But I, I thought I will say, like, these first three episodes, the first two, I'm like, okay, you're sort of getting the thing in place. There's the painting. Clearly, they didn't do it. But what's going on? So I kind of liked taking a breather and really, like, kind of, ex- in a way, expanding the world that way, I guess. So I really, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think... This is what the last thing I'll say is I think this is one of those things where if you would place this episode near the end, I would have been frustrated because shows do that sometimes where you're like, you're the, almost the at the end of up. the story. Right. Let's take a look back. And I'm like, what? No, I want to know what happened. Like, so this I was like, oh, OK, we're in the early stages. So, yes, like uh, and uh, wait, you did you watch it? Um, I did. So I have always. I made it very clear on the show that um, I do love the flashbacks. I do love the, you know, origin story or the, you know, all of that. I just, you know, I want to know more about the characters. It's an easy way to do it, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, w- I will say this in general. I haven't loved season two. I like it for sure. Um, I, I mean, and it's not fair. It's sophomore season. And so the kind of glow of a new show and, you know, characters and, you know, the originality and all that stuff, which I, you know, for me, the show was so original. Um, so that all that luster, you know, naturally falls away. Um, but, I, you know, and I guess it's like like Peter said, you know, clearly they didn't do it. Right. So, I mean, it's sort of a retread and it, it's can't not be. You know, because it's about a murder in a building. So I can't fault it for the things that, you know, sort of I'm faulting it for, meaning, you know, the the sheen is worn off of her season and, you know, there's a murder as the main part of the story. Like, of course, all those things. So I will focus. uh, I'll I'll parrot literally or ironically um, what. Peter said, uh, I really enjoyed this episode because it did humanize Bunny. And, you know, instead of being, I'm not the first season, she was a mustache twirler. But like you said, Libya, she was sort of just the standard, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I thought they did a nice job, uh, you know, and it was great to to kind of see not just her uh, history, but the history of the building. And da, da. So, yeah, I liked it. I, I probably liked it the most. It's the third. It's only the third episode, right? Yeah, so, yeah, so, you know, I, I feel like they needed to. I mean, if they're going to feature her, continue to, uh, they needed to, you know, get our sympathies and stuff. So it makes the show more interesting to me. So, yeah, I, I like the episode. Um, you know, I didn't 
I think it was my favorite of the season, um, and I'm enjoying the second one, but not loving it like I did the first. What do you, what do you think, also, Tom? I, Wait, no, Tom, I, I'll let Tom speak. Oh, sorry, I Tom. The sole right. reason for episode three to exist is to add to the suspect list. Because yes. it's like, hey, look at all these other people Bunny had beefs with. <laughs> That's oh, well, also were, true. Right, but it also hum- I think it also humanizes Bunny so we kind of care. Like, I like the stuff with the waiter. I thought that was nice. The, the I, 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 I'm going to be the dissenting voice here in that I did not like this episode. I was bored. Um, I got, I understand all the points you guys are making about why we're doing this episode. I did not necessarily feel anything for Bunny after watching it. Um, I, cause we didn't spend any time. I'm here for, uh, Steve Martin and Martin, uh, short. What was that? Martin short? Yes. I'm here for them. If they're not on my screen, you start to lose me. So the fact that we spent. 80% 80% of the episode without them, um, I think was a detriment. So that's just my opinion. You're, you're making, you're making sense. I get what you're saying. I also really love the two, you know, actors and that they are the biggest draw for me. Uh, Selena Gomez has turned out to be a good surprise. Like a, you know, a, yeah, a nice she's surprise. All right. So I don't love her at all on the show, but I, she's just honestly better than I thought she was going to be. So <laughs> that's what I mean by a nice surprise. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, let's just move on. I think the th- mostly thumbs up for the, for this episode. Uh, I'm just a sad dissenting voice at the end. But let's move on to uh, Miss Marvel, and this is the penultimate. We have one more episode left, and this episode was a time travel episode. So we actually spent half the episode with her great grandmother. Grandmother. And uh, it was kind of awesome, actually. I, I mean, I just was talking about flashbacks. Not That one didn't work. But this one really did because it gave you historical backstory information, which was cool. But it also gave you structural, like, who these people are and, uh, like, not... Well, I guess the aliens, they're... Well, not, not aliens. Are they aliens? Celestials? Extra-dimensional beings. Whatever yeah. you want to call them. So we got more insight on them and their structure and their family and all of that. So, And then, I mean, as soon as Kamala went back in time, I was like, obviously, we're going to see her be the story that her grandmother told. Like, I pushed that, pieced that all together. I was like, I've seen Back to the Future. So all uh-huh. of that stuff works well. And I did like the fact that her grandmother actually made the stars once because she had a bracelet on as well. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, right. Yeah, so I like this episode. Thumbs up for me, at least. I, I loved it. I loved it. You know, and it did and does uh, what I'm going to talk about uh, endlessly about um, man, the man who fell to Earth, which is that... Um, and, and I think a lot of shows are doing this. We're kind of in a cycle. We're kind of in a trend, which I'm wholly loving, which is taking extraordinary and focusing on the ordinary, you know, in a, in a way that they balance both. It's not like, oh, I tuned in for a superhero show or a, or extraterrestrial anything, but I'm not getting any of that, and I'm just getting this tiny little show. Um, it's They're doing such a nice job of balancing both, uh, and I loved, again, it's backstory of love it um the just the i thought they did a beautiful job in such a small amount of time uh showing us about the 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 couple 
you know, her her journey and, and how, you know, and how she died and the child who turns out to be the grandmother. And, you know, so it was really moving and really um, strong. It, and and they were able to do it in, you know, three quarters of an episode, you know, and we're not going to see them anymore, you know. So um, I and, and again, and they did that thing where, um, you know, the three generations, it's like a generational thing too yeah. with the women hugging and, you know, all that stuff and healing. And, and yet it was it was um, entrenched in, it was buried in, or not buried, uh, it was enmeshed with this larger superhero situation. But it's almost an afterthought, but not in such a way that I'm disappointed. Not in, you know, not in a way that's like, well, I tuned in for this and now I'm getting this. You know, um, I think they're doing a great job of, and then they have not let go of, it's not a... Um, it's not a gimmick or a cliche or, or sort of just the building, you know, and then, you know, all the interesting stuff happens inside uh, of the historical aspect of of the Pakistani Indian, you know, partition and all of I mean, you, you know, it's it it's a it's a background. But we understand even more how it really adds to like what happened with the bracelet and why. And, you know, because it was happening in the midst of all this chaos. Right. So it's all so believable and knitted together really well. And I at first I was. I was questioning a little bit the lead. You know, I, I didn't know, am I going to like you? Are you going to annoy me? You know, but you're the choices you make, the acting. And I really, really enjoy her, you know, and I, th- I think they've done a really nice job writing her. So, yeah, I'm, I'm v- very much enjoying the show. Every episode, I like it even more. So it's building nicely for me. All right. Uh, Peter, Tom? I love this show. I love this episode. They should have given an award for educating fanboys <laughs> about world history because most people don't know about partition. Most people don't know about the history of India and Pakistan. But doing it organically because it's intermeshed with the family story right. and the fact that Kamala's, her great-grandmother's story is part of her story you need this information to understand her backstory right and i love that the mom found out oh yeah i like how she found out it was good I like how she found out. and yeah. i also like that they dispatched with the extra dimensional beings that episode early because i was not interested well, the in... only only thing i will say that felt not organic was the change of heart of our bad guy she was like yeah. okay i will sacrifice myself and close the veil and, and i was like have you not yeah. been trying to kill people for like sixty know, years? Because some, some some of her people died. No, I get it, but I mean, it felt too fast. Like, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, this guy died. Okay, fine, I'll close the veil and bye. What? Check these. Yeah, it was just really that was too fast for me. That's the only negative tick mark I will give them. It didn't bother me. All right. Next up, we're going to talk uh, Man Who Fell to Earth, season finale. Um, Tom, has this been officially renewed for season two? It better be. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it has. Okay. Just checking because I just watched that finale and they better do a season two or our heads will roll other people. Yeah. Um, so them. this was a pretty perfect finale. Um, I love the fact that uh, the whole betrayal by Newton is revealed and what the actual plan of Newton that he'd been lying the whole time and then I liked that uh, Faraday basically turned it around on him and that whole conversation about love all of that stuff was really really great and then I liked when he was so angry he started like signing at Newton and Newton's like I'm blind dude like <laughs> that was fantastic uh, so 
all of just the little quiet conversations that Faraday has with Newton and that he has with Justin and all just like all the just just heartstrings, just all the heartstrings got yanked all over the place. So I thought this was a great one. Only thing, only character I really don't like is the sister. Uh, yeah, it looks like she's not long for the world. Well, not long for this particular show because she's out. But yeah. yeah, she's the weakest link by far. <laughs> Goodbye. It is as of today. It has not officially been renewed yet. No. I think they will. That's nuts. I yeah. mean, go ahead, Tom. No, it's it's Kurt. It's it's the Star Trek people. It's Kurtzman and um, uh, I forget his. I think Jim, Jenny Lumet. So I don't think they're gonna. You know. I think they're in too deep with all of them on the Star Trek things to not to to screw over their non Star Trek thing, which is actually really amazingly good. Politics. Um, somebody else go. Uh, otherwise, I'm just gonna go on because I need to talk about this show. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go, 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 you son. No, so so here's what I'm gonna say uh, because it, it it's perfectly meshed with wh- wh- what I talked about with Ms. Marvel. I first of all uh, off podcast. Peter and I were kind of talking about best show of 2022 and, and, you know, bear, you know, was thrown in there and I, I'm not going to disagree. It, it can be thrown in the top three, whatever, whatever. Um, this show is the best show of 2022. Peter, I've made my decision. Um, the, I mean, I haven't finished the bear, um, but Tom, uh, talking... Tom, wait, Tom, wait, no, no, Mother, Peter, Peter, Mother, Peter. motherland. What? No, no we're talking- Peter, we're talking Minnesota Earth. Oh, I was trying to it. I didn't want to spoil it. Sorry. Okay, sorry. time? So, um, yeah. So, I don't know what's happening over there in your house. So, um, so talk about how, uh, you know, we talked about Ms. Marvel doing small moments and it's human and, you know, all of this. This show... does something absolutely brilliant, which is it absolutely, and in the premiere, I mean, sorry, in the finale, obviously they kind of come back to it, right? So we started with the the, this, the present and go all the way back, flashback, and then come back. And, you know, it, of course, it's not a trope. It's a, it's a thing. It's a structure. No complaints about it. But what's fantastic is, you know, they, they start off right where they left off or started in the premiere. Uh, and then they, it's just... I got to talk about this. Sorry, I'm so excited. I got to focus. The humanness. It's about faith and love and family and betrayal and loss. And I mean, just get a dictionary out. Just get a, a writing, you know, uh, guide and say, here are all the themes. We're going to pick one. And they're like, no, we're going to do all the themes, you know, um, for, you know, sister, brother, love. I mean, that scene where he was like, I would have kept your secret, you know, for my whole life. You know what I mean? And then for my whole life. You know, and I know you talk about she's your least favorite, but I feel like she's so necessary, you know, uh, for Hatch's backstory, for because she's the head of origin. Like, she matters. You know, maybe you don't like the actress. I whatever, think the but, actress is terrible. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe the maybe it's the actress, but I, I think she's a piece, you know, in the puzzle that needs to exist for sure as a, as a foil to a lot of things, you know, as a p- puzzle piece. So, uh, and it really allows us to see where Hatch's kind of pain comes from uh you know and anyway so but that scene okay i'll talk about some other stuff so that scene where i loved it where sorry i forgot his name even our main our main character faraday faraday of course of course faraday i love it because they it's so smart they they um 
they come to the, you know, they're trapped in the CIA and then in the investigation room. And, you know, Faraday goes, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Hatch, take over, explain it, you know? And he <laughs> <does>. <laughs> um, octopus, eight arms, eight tentacles, more than 3,000 tentacles. And you can see the great acting by Kate Mulgrew, which I think we kind of talked about was a little weak in the beginning. Her character was annoying. She didn't have much to do. She was a bit of a, you know, whatever. Um, that scene where, you know, basically Faraday is like, do your thing, man, you know? And then it's so believable and so fun to watch because that is literally who he's been the entire series, you know? And he's just, and he does it, did it so well. So the premiere, I'm going to try to close up a little bit. The far, sorry, the, the finale did everything a finale is supposed to do. And of, I will be heartbroken if there isn't a season two. However, in that sort of way that some really good movies leave things sort of open-ended, you know, and a lot of people complain, you know, because, you know, they, they're like, I need, a, you know, I need closure. I feel like because the finale wrapped up a lot of things with using Faraday, right, as a, as a, as a means to kind of say goodbye. And, we you know, we kind of sort of, he says goodbye to, to Newton. And he says, and then, okay, last thing. They, it, I cried like every time, and it wasn't like sobbing, but I cried five times because every time a scene came on, it like moved me, and I was like, oh man. And the script, I told you guys all season long, the words, some of them are so beautiful. And then even the Dominguez, I think, right? She comes, you know, and then she gives well, them one the question. Netflix. I have a quick question. Was she playing Justin or was she telling the truth? No, no. To me, it was way, way too earnest. And when she gave her the necklace... I thought the necklace had a bug in it. I didn't trust it. No, God, no. I thought that... No, for me, I think it was so moving because they even set that up about how she was religious, that Justin brought it up, and, you know, she brought it up for her to, like, you know, stop being such a horrible human being. So, and knowing that she's in limited time, that she's dying, she comes and she says, I don't want to die with this on. I mean, all of it, like... Like I said, and then lastly, lastly, I went, I'll swear, uh, is, you know, the, like I said, the themes of family and loss and lo- the romance. I mean, I was not expecting to care so much about the couple, you know, and, and how, you know, and they I, grow. And, but, but you also have a mixed feeling about it because he's married with two kids. Yeah. Yeah, which is the best thing. It's complicated. So the show does a beautiful job. It is so not simple. You know, it's not just, you know, oh, here's some human stuff and here's some alien stuff. It is complex. It is gray. And isn't life that way? And then they naturally, organically are like, oh, by the way, aliens. You know what I mean? And this lastly, I will say, listen, when I listened to the whole, they were breaking it down. And the dude was like, listen, you guys are done anyway. You know what I mean? We're done. And, you know, you're done. We're done. Let's just, you know, get one big new kind of people together. And I was like, that's not a terrible idea. Except you know the part I mean? about humans, all the humans being drones part. That part kind of is The show did such a good job, you know, and just, they sort of were watching Justin kind of be convinced. I was very much like... Yeah. Well, I think I think Justin was convinced because Faraday said, I'm not going to let it happen the way Newton wants it to happen. But she even said, I don't believe you or can I believe you or, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was blah. all but about faith. End, she had to have faith. Saying it's about faith. I mean, yeah. the show is fantastic and everybody needs to see it. And I will die on this hill. That it is. <laughs> I will plant the flag. I have planted the flag. I'm on the hill. So far, anyway. Well, let, let, let Tom let Tom say something before we yeah, run out of time. It, it was a good finale. My favorite scene was when um, Kate Mulgrew has captured Faraday 
and he basically she thinks she's got the upper hand and he basically right. says uh uh-uh, uh no <laughs> I was like the, the fact that in, in an interrogation where he's tied to a chair and being tortured and waterboarded he ends up getting the guy to almost shoot himself in the head I feel like she's in she's not in the same room this is not in the same category she's not playing in the same league right, but right. that yeah. threat of of making that technology open source so anybody could develop it it's like that's World War 3 right and then some holy crap no but that was just you know that was um, and, and the beginning of the episode when we find out what uh, what Bill Nye was planning to do before uh, what uh, oh, I can't think of his name Thomas uh, you're talking about Newton he, or Faraday Newton what his what the initial plans were and then Faraday manages to turn the tables on him yeah and he was like love is blind that's so that was so oh on God. the nose he. Oh, I watched the, I don't know if I talked about this, I watched the theatrical film a couple of weeks ago, and aside from lots of sex, <laughs> which is interesting because David Bowie's character has no genitalia, but it's, you know, this is a good example of they took a great concept, but the execution wasn't fantastic. I mean, I love Bowie, don't get me wrong, but I just didn't, the movie overall, eh, I think the show's better. Way better. It, 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 as a reboot slash continuation, I think it works better because time has passed and it doesn't ignore the events of the first movie, but it just takes them further into today's yeah, world. Yeah, it's really because, well done. Because the original movie is so based on David Bowie wanting to knock boots with the waitress. It's like, ugh. Well, yeah. well let's wrap this up. So we're saying thumb, definitely all the thumbs oh, up. Oh, yeah. yes. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Bear, and when I say we, I mean everybody but me. Um, I don't know, what episodes do you guys want to talk about? We, I think we already I talked about, uh, I think we talked about three the first. Four. Yeah, so we talked three, we can talk three, four, if you don't mind, because I stopped. So yeah, let's talk three, four. All right, go. You should are we the only ones watching this? Uh, no, I think Peter is. I think he watched Peter the Peter finished show, right? it. Yeah, Peter finished Peter. it. Yeah, I watched it in one sitting, but unfortunately, you're gonna have to remind me what episode, what is what happens in three and four because I don't. It's all meld in my mind. Three is when he goes to Alanon, and and he and Sydney have the little. They're doing the uh, the chefs or whatever it's called. The French, the French, uh, French, French brigade. French, I think it's French brigade. brigade. And four brigade. is the kid's birthday party. Dogs. Right. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. With the Xanax. With the Xanax. Yeah, with the Xanax. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I actually really like Oliver Platt's response because, you know, he's the guy. It's his, you know, it's his party, and they owe him, like, $300,000, and they're trying to work off this debt. And I was like, oh, no, they're going to be in so much trouble. And he, like, looks at the kids. He's like, are they dead? And he's like, no, no, they're just they're just asleep. And then he's very much like, Oh well, actually, it's it's better that way or whatever. Like, I actually thought that was a pretty good response. Um, but I love that. I I mean, yeah. I mean, yes. I did like the Alanon. I uh, I love the show so much. It I, I I can't think of a time that I've seen a show where I guess a perception of authenticity is such a big deal to me. Like because I'm from Chicago and I know people who work in the restaurant business, it is very. It's just crazy to me 
like I'm like, whoa, this really like I know it's off. I mean, I know it's a scripted show with actors. I'm not saying it's a documentary, but I'm just always surprised that like I love how they move in the kitchen and I love how like claustrophobic, like yeah, energetic everything is. I love. Yes. In the third episode, if it's what I'm thinking of, just he's really trying to get everyone into this. Him trying to get everyone into a mode that he that he really believes is going to be better and and Sydney believes it too, and and I, and of course me watching it, like I'm like, oh man, I just hope, I hope they can get on board because like I, is this the episode where the um, the one lady like takes her stuff that she was preparing? No, that's, that's the fourth episode. You're oh, talking okay. about episode three is where Tina is where Tina sabotages this. The oh, it's episode three. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Oh, is that three? Really? I feel like that's four. No. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's what I really love. I'm sorry, because I'm sure you guys probably already said it when you talked about it last week. But I will say, like, man, you can you do not want to be hungry when you watch this show. So tasty. I was like, that beef looks so good. Um, but sorry. Why don't you guys go into the specifics? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to remember the specifics, specifics of the episode. Tell me want to go, because I feel like your memory's a little bit better yeah, than mine. I, I really like I really liked the character of Sydney. This is what you would call like an episode three pilot back in one because the, the, the circumstance exists, but she's the new person in the room. And so we're kind of seeing everything through her eyes. But sure. you're just wondering when people are going to like give her a freaking break because they're just always dogging her out. And she's doing what she's being told to do. And I yeah. think Carmi shouldn't have implicated the French Brigade because she told him it's a bad idea. And he still did it. I mean, yeah, but it ended up working out. So I disagree. Holy, yeah, I it totally worked. It worked out. Like, totally worked out. And and we needed that because we needed to see how everybody and they did a nice job of everybody being won over. Even even the you know the curmudgeon who is sabotaging and this and it was a beautiful small man, a tiny little uh, smile and like and you know that moment where she hands over the potato, the mashed potatoes, and mm. I was like mashed potatoes have never been more meaningful in my life or her you know and I was like and she was like you know I know you're gonna say it's terrible just whatever just get it over with and and I loved how they played it even with Sydney going no it's great okay move on you know so they didn't like try to be you know overly histrionics and the whole like oh this is the moment or or Sydney was lying just to win her over she was like done great move on and then she goes back to the stove and she just has this very quiet beautiful beautiful moment where she's like feels recognized and and realizes you know she wants to get on board now you know what I mean because everybody else has you know what I mean so I texted Peter the other day and I said this show is small and real and beautiful and you know it does that kind of thing where it's really not about big stuff right the larger plot isn't and then the moments where I even love when the pastry chef which I think we can start calling him right because basically he was just the bread man you know uh and he gets in i thought it was so what a great scene where he shows that he's got all those photos of you know want to talk about food porn you know he's got instead of you know hot girls you know leaning on cars you know what i mean or or whatever he's got all of these pastries you know on the wall and uh and then he becomes inspired and then sydney you know encourages him and then that other character comes in and goes you did a good job you're encouraging him you know what i mean so like (laughs) i'm sorry 
<laughs> the older black dude looks like Idris Elba's grandfather or dad. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I would, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, yeah, so for me, the show, Peter, I, I agree. It's right up there, right? And ironically, right? Because it is literally the polar opposite of Man Who Fell to Earth, right? With the with the invasion and the, uh, you know, and the Martians or the whatever. And it's, you know, whatever. Uh, fusion. Fusion, you know, and now we're getting, you know, consommes, you know, and, you know, veal stock and, you know, could not be smaller. Right. But uh, it's and it's just it isn't just about Carmi, which is great, because at first I was like, oh, OK, it's going to be like da- a downtrodden, you know, sad sex sort of Eeyore kind of a thing. And I, I, you know, I was like, I'll watch that, you know, whatever. It's this one man's journey to like rediscovering his his life and reconnecting and rebuilding but it's not that you know he's sort of kind of become not a side character so much but just one piece and i do i love the show and peter already said about how realistic it feels so i will just end by saying that uh it doesn't take big issues like uh, larger whatever but it just it's a beautiful kind of uh, peek into and study of just the, all the little human naturey kind of things, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it's a great show. Very small. It takes it's mostly in the kitchen. I mean, I know we talked about the birthday party, you know, but no, it's great. I guess the thing that I really love about the show in general, not just these two episodes, and I try, I was trying to get Libya because I know Libya is very much. Ah, this doesn't sound like something I'd be interested in. Was that like I think of a show as doing its job. It's sort of like what they say about like a sports movie is not really just about sports or whatever. What I really like about the show is it's about people who are very different, different backgrounds, different working class backgrounds and everything, different educations. But they all really do want to do a good job. They do want what they they do to matter. So, I mean, in theory, this show could be about it could be about Libya's job. It could be about being an editor. It could be about whatever, anything where you have like a group. And I just think it. It does it so well. Like yes. you, even though there are there are, but there like there isn't really a bad guy. There there are like well, I guess the cousin is the cousin is definitely an antagonist, but oh. he's not like he's not evil or anything. And he's I, an idiot. I just really, wait, what? He's an idiot. Sure, he, we we need to wrap this up, guys. Though, but anyways, I just I just really love that about the show. I love seeing shows about people who are inspired to do something that matters to them. And I yeah. think and I think the show does a really good job of that. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, I take it you guys are all thumbing it, this one up. Uh, yeah. Next up, we're going to talk about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and this was the season finale, um, A Quality of Mercy. And I was, by, I was banging my head for, trying to remember where I've heard that title before. Babylon 5 had an episode. It's from Shakespeare. It's from it's from um, Merchant of Venice. Okay, there you go. Also, there was an episode of Babylon 5 called The Quality of Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <Shakespeare. laughs> um, so, this episode was really, really interesting to me because we basically got to see kind of a what-if universe sort of situation. It was what if Pike didn't get injured? What would the galaxy look like if he was still captain of the Enterprise instead of Kirk? And the answer is terrible because Kirk is awesome. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> God, so the answer to that question, and I really, like about 10 minutes in, I was like, wait a minute, is this the balance of terror? And it was like, yes, this is the balance of terror. I was like, oh, one of my favorite episodes but I like how they at least tried to temper the super racist guy from Balance of Terror 
just because in the 60s they were making a point about you know they're like it was so much more overt and here because we kind of know all the crew members you can't just decide that one of the crew members is all of a sudden a racist so you they had to make it a little more subtle i guess uh, but I thought that the guy playing the captain of the Romulan ship was, at least the heart of the character was all pretty much the same. It's all about honor. Um, so I really, I really like that. And it's not that Pike was wrong. Like his instincts were not bad instincts. It's just in that moment, that's where history, like even Spock tells him, he's like, no, we can't give them mercy. Like, Based on what they, they're going to see, anything you do like that as weakness, you know. So I thought that was a really great little thing. Only only negative they get is the casting of Kirk was terrible. You know, everybody needs to get over it because they've already shot season two and he's in that. Too. I'm not going to get over it. I'm still going to say it's not my fault that they cast someone bad. He's still bad. I'm allowed to say he's bad. My biggest problem is he's too old. He's five years older than Shatner was when TOS started, and when they bring him into the the, the regular timeline for uh, Strange New Worlds, he'll be twelve years older than he should be. They should have gone with somebody younger, like the dude from the Order, instead yeah. of. Yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. My problem is, what Paul Wesley's not a good actor, and how to have him playing someone so iconic. Is just they're like, well, maybe he's gonna bring it and be that was alternate timeline, and maybe he'll bring it differently in the regular timeline. I was like, no, he doesn't have that range. He's not that good. So that's as the range from A to B. I, he <laughs> exactly <laughs> that is his range. He could do he could do <laughs> grim mopey Stefan, and that's it. He right. can't do evil Stefan. He can't do happy Stefan. He can't do anything but mopey Stefan. And Kirk is such a different kind of character. Asking him to do and this, it's just like, no, he can't do it. And I'm allowed to say that because he sucks. So, okay. I'm I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I have to agree. You know, uh, I, um, I did watch Vampire Diaries, but it wasn't like, oh, I was a fan and huge and it lives in my heart and, you know. Um, but he was totally mopey on the show. I didn't dislike him as much as Libya did. Well, I, um, but... I, he was fine as Stefan, you know. Right, right. Well, okay, fair. But but my point is you're definitely more invested in the show than I am, so I don't even care whether he, you know, whatever. Anyway, my point is um, I won't talk much about Star Trek. Somebody else go. Uh, I've loved the entire series uh, this this year. Um, sure, it had its weaker episodes like any show, so I don't really care. I'm not dinging them for that at all. Um, you know, the, the 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 finale can't be like super original or super this because, you know, they're following an outline. Um, so, I mean, I liked the show. Uh, sorry, I liked the finale. Um, I don't think it was like amazing, but, you know, it did what it was supposed to do and it will link us to the second season. Uh, but yeah, I do have to say that, I mean, I'll just, t- you know, I'll just say Libya, I'm with you. I, I, it's such a, he's such an important character. And to find out that he's actually going to be that in second season, I'm a little worried, you know, he's definitely going to be the weakest link. I feel sorry for dissing him, you know, on air, but we're allowed to dislike people. I've just, you know, I've dissed other people. So I'm with you, Libya. All right, Tom support Paul Wesley. Tell us what you think. I'm not going that far. <laughs> I'm just like, the, the fan outrage has been so strong. It's like, guys, they've wrapped season two. 
and he's in it. So cool your jets. Well, I mean, uh, we can yeah. we are yeah, allowed thought, to express thought, our unhappiness. That's all. Yeah, whatever. Oh, <laughs> fanboys and fangirls expressing their displeasure? Say it ain't so, Livia. No, but I, I've loved right. this season. This season's been great. I feel like that's the only misstep. Someone in casting needs to be shot. That's all. Or smacked with something large and heavy. Yeah. I think this is probably the I was, I'm strong. Not, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think this is probably the strongest season of the newer Star Trek shows. I mean, yeah, going I back agree. to TNG. Yeah, just yeah I agree. Consistent quality. Yes, there were weaker episodes, but overall, and I love... Discovery could learn something for this. Doing, you know, doing more standalones instead of these big, huge season arcs, but allowing the character arcs to carry over paid off. Yeah. I just, um, no, it's a great, and Anson Mount, freaking amazing. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, I've, been, I've been a fan of his for before this, so yeah. I like comedy stuff. And you, son, their interpre- interpretation of the monster maroon uniforms from Star Trek 2 through 6 was also on point. Yeah, all of it was good. Oh, I really, I really like it because that's how I knew when they were like, "He's like, I'm from the future," and I was like, "Your uniform checks out. I believe you." Like, that, was, <laughs> that was, uh, that was how I did. I was like, "Oh, he's got the correct uniform on." Um, but yeah, it was great. Good. I that all season long. That it has a wonderful kind of. Uh, we're older, but we're newer. You know, like we're not going to be boring, and we're not. You know what I mean? Like the, the look of the show, not beyond the uniforms, even um, is great. You know, it, it's the kind of sci-fi we're used to seeing now at this point. You know, it's got the bells and whistles and the sleekness, and yet somehow I feel like it's true to the time it's supposed to represent. I do not know how they did that. So that's borderline brilliant for me because it is really a feast for the eyes to watch. Uh, it gives us what we have now all gotten used to, especially with Star Treks, but you know, sci-fi in general. We want the glistening and the gleaning and the glowing and the you know, we want all that. Um, and yet, it's still very believable to me that this is pre, you know, what we've kind of seen. So, uh, yeah, no, that absolutely outstanding. And I think I, 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 I um, whispered it while we were all talking. But Anson Mount, I had no idea that he could be so good at his his humor, his you comic ha- timing. You have to see. Well, he's not funny in Hell on Wheels that much, but he's amazing. I mean, he needed an I, Emmy for that show. I can't believe. He did. I've heard I've heard that for years and years and years. I will watch it. It's it's also a genre I like, so I will watch yeah. it for sure. Uh, anyway, um, let's move on. Unless Peter, did you see this or no? No, 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 I didn't see it. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Blackbird, which I know you saw. So uh, this is a new Apple Plus TV show, and Peter uh, was he saw the pilot and he was like, "Oh my God, you got to see this!" So I went and watched two, but you only saw one, right, Peter? I only saw one. I'll, I'll probably watch. I only saw uh, one too. I'll, I'll watch the next one tonight. Uh, right. Man, I really, I thought it was really good. I'm, um, I'm always, I'm always sort of, you know, it's so funny. I had a conversation with friends back in Chicago uh, when we were at the Bear. No, I'm kidding. And um, <laughs> we were talking about like what are the best movies or whatever about serial killers. And the weird thing is, I was like, well, we can only really think of three that are really good, like Seven, Silence of the Lambs, and Zodiac. And the rest of them are all kind of just like, they're like 90s. You know, they're fine. I mean, they're whatever. I think this is this is a good hook. I was like, oh, okay, this is an interesting hook on the serial killer thing of like, you bring in this guy who is a criminal, right? But he's, he's a drug dealer. He's not like, a you know, he's not a serial killer. And he he thinks that he's going to get five years. Is that what it right. is? Right, yeah. They tell him he's going to get five years. 
Right, he's like, okay, five years, four years with good behavior, but like, no, like they totally set him up. It's like ten years, you know, and maybe eight if you're good or whatever. No, so, no possibility to parole. Oh, yeah, no possibility. No possibility to parole. His dad, played by you know, uh, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Um, he was a cop, right? But like, a he dirty was a cop. dirty cop. Yeah, dirty yeah. cop, and he never, you know, obviously never really wanted that kind of life for his son. Oh, I'm sorry, the main guy is uh, Taron. Edgerton? Is yeah. his name? Yeah. He's the guy from The Kingsman and everything. Yeah, yeah. Always... Rocket Man. Right, he's good in Rocket Man. I've always been okay with him, but he's really good here. Actually, there's another show like The Bear that that sort of takes place in Chicago because obviously the show's really more in prison. But yes, I think that it's an interesting hook of like this guy who is a criminal, so he's a bad person, but it's like, what is the degree of being a criminal and being out for yourself versus look, if you take this deal to spy on a serial killer, hopefully find out where the bodies are literally buried. Or I think it's one it's one particular body, right? But they think there's fourteen bodies. They think he may have right? killed fourteen people, but they really definitely need this other body. Is, right. Because right. he's gonna he's gonna be up for parole. Is that what it is? Yeah, almost... because basically they're it's the a guy, ticking clock. It's a ticking clock because the they have no evidence uh they only have circumstantial evidence for the murder that he's convicted of and because he has mental problems they're trying to say that the confession was coerced and i can see how they would say that because he's just the way he seems but i am a hundred percent convinced he totally killed these people (laughs) like it's not even you know go ahead perfect casting richard cole hauser who is he was in uh He's in that Easter movie about the guy that there was that bombing. Oh, I forgot what the movie. oh, Duke I know Tom, what you're talking you know about the one, the one about the Olympics, the the Olympic bomber guy in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Paul Paul Walter Hauser. Paul he was Walter the best Hauser. thing in that movie, pretty much. He's yeah, the movie's okay. Like he, well, I thought Kathy Bates, but anyways, um, but he's pretty good casting because yeah, because originally in the pilot, the 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 cop from is it Indiana. Because the mur- the murders in Illinois, I think, right, and like, right, Kinnear looking ratchet, yeah, right, and, and he's talking to him, and the guy's like, no, he's like that guy, he's like, he's just one of those people who likes to talk to the FBI. He likes to say he murdered people, but anytime we ask him about specific information, he never really comes through, right. And so his and that actor, he has that kind of like lonely but creepy vibe where you're like, yeah, I can see him either really being a murderer. Or I can see that he's just someone who wants attention. Right. So I think that works. Like you said, that's why it works well with the coercion thing. It's like, well, right. it's like, were they But in the second of- episode, yeah. just to just to whet your appetites a little bit, the second episode they really go to that dude's point of view instead of more Edgerton's point of view. It's more that guy's point of view because they question him a little more, and you get to see stuff from his perspective. Let's just say that. Wait, does that mean that the wait? So, are you saying that? And I'm not saying this show is necessarily a mystery, but are you saying that because it's his point of view, we're literally seeing him kill people? So we know. No, he no, did no, it for sure? no, 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 no. It's just like while he's being questioned, we get to see. We spend more time with him. Is really all I'm saying. Oh, and I, oh, is it with Greg Kinnear? I like. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. So it's with Greg Kinnear, and so it's well, really, it's Greg Kinnear's point of view. Honestly, it's. And so I'd say half of the second episode is Greg Kinnear's point of view and half the episode is Edgerton's point of view. Right. But yeah, I think, 
Also, for the ladies, uh, or for, sorry, I shouldn't say the ladies, anyone interested in, in sexy men, uh, <laughs> I, I, I got to say, man, we had heard that Taron Ed Edgerton, there's a rumor about would he would he be the new Wolverine? And he I was like, has I met, he confirmed that he has met with Marvel. Right, and I was like, that guy? And then I saw him in this, I was like, holy cow, that guy is cut. Like, he he is, got really big. He got really big for this role. insane how cut he is. And he's like naked. Like, I mean, I was like, oh, my God, like, yeah, he's he's pretty good. I mean, I don't want to say it's eye candy because it's like a serious subject matter. But oh, I but mean, in the first episode, especially there's un, there's unnecessary shots of him shirtless. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I will say in the second episode, not as much. No, the second episode is way more. Let's get into the story. And I but I think the reason that they did it in the first one is to just show the kind of guy he is. He's kind of like he's macho. He's arrogant. He's very confident. And prison he's really... Bag. And he's a douchebag. And prison <laughs> really, like... The first Flash forward we have, I think he's been in prison for like seven months. And so he's a different guy when we, when we see him then. So the first part was very much just to show what he was like outside of prison to see how much he has to transform so that he can get this information and who he has to become to get this information. I think the last thing I want to say, like, yeah, I really liked the pilot. Uh, I'm going to keep watching was, um, I think, I think this is an interesting, I mean, I hope, I hope Kinnear's role continues. Cause I mean, I think he's solid. Of course, he's always really good, but most movies about killers or whatever, usually it's the detective and the detective is sort of flawed. You're like, well, or either they're the rookie, like Brad Pitt's, right? Or it's like they've seen too much, like Morgan Freeman, and it's like they, they, they're very cynical about the world. And I kind of like this idea because I was like, well, he's already a criminal. So it's like, are, is he ever going to be – is it ever going to just be about him getting out? Because, I mean, that's his priority right now. He's like, I just want to get out of jail. Like, I, I don't want to be here anymore. It's all about me. Or is he ever going to really consider, as he gets to know this guy, how dangerous this person is? And to be like, well, if we let this guy out, he's going to kill people. Because like, if it was a cop, it's like, well, there's a moral compass. It's like, well, obviously you, you want to put the killer away, but he's a criminal. So I, I find Yes, that but he's from several generations of cops, though, too. That's true. You're right. Anyways, I find that interesting. I hope that plays out. All right. Uh, we got to keep oh. moving. Uh, next up, I want to talk about the season four finale of Stranger Things. And I, it's <laughs> Tom is sighing already. And I will say, oh, my God, two and a half hours, totally unnecessary for and this finale. I felt every second of it. I didn't feel it as much as I thought I was going. Like the first hour and a half I was uh, of the episode before, I was like, oh, my God, nothing's happening. But I will say, in the second one, I, it, it went a little faster. Except, I have to say, the three guys who invade the house and end up hung up by their throats are hung up by their throats for like an hour. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, how are they not dead yet? So, because yeah. if you look at just, because they keep, they, they have them hung up by their throats, like, within the first 40 minutes of the two and a half hour finale. So... They're hanging there doing nothing for a really long time. So in theory, they should just be dead. No, it's honestly. true. You're right. You're right. I, I, I agree with you. I, um, I, I was really mixed on episode eight. I liked the helicopter moment at the end, but 
I was like, man, I'm like, this is just not going anywhere. But I got to say, I'm sure Tom's sounds like Tom's going to be the hater. Um, but <laughs> I as for as I will probably agree with Tom if Tom's going to say uh, the pacing, it's bloated. It takes forever. He's he's absolutely right. If that's what you guys are going to say. But I can't deny, man. I was really emotionally into it. Like everything that happened at the end with Vecna and everything with Max and stuff. I was pretty weepy. I was like, oh, my God. I was like. I don't really want her to die, and now she's not dead. But exactly, like, but there's no mind. Her mind is gone. Right, there's no life. You know, like I was really, and I was so emotional to see finally Winona uh, to see um, the reunion. Uh, the, re- the reunion. So like, like Joyce and Sheriff finally her. kiss. Yeah, so, yeah. I, if so, if Tom is saying from a script point of view, this is way too bloated. I get it. I get it. I guess I'm just saying. My investment in the characters and stuff, it works for me. You know, that's what I'm, I guess I'm saying. Imagine how much better it would have worked if it was tighter instead of... <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I, I, I mean, get that. Here's I get my that. problem. If you go back to that first season, it was under-the-radar, word-of-mouth hit, and it was so good. And now by fourth season, not under-the-radar, overly... Blo- I mean, supposedly they... they 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 supposedly spent like thirty million dollars an hour, which I hope is not yeah, true. Yeah. But man, I just network notes are not always bad, and you know, conventional plot structures are not always. Just I, if you look at the eight episodes as a whole, it's all over the place. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree, and sure. I actually I, I was yeah. a little frustrated that I I got that it was called piggyback, and I got what they were trying to do, but I was still kind of frustrated that the team didn't get together until after everything was over. Like, Seriously. Like, that's just, you don't do that. I wanted my team together. They were right, literally on different that. parts of the world. And if you tell me just because the, they they basically did shenanigans to have the people in Russia actually contribute, they're like, well, if we could kill these monsters here, right. it'll totally help them. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. I got their actual explanation but it seems super silly. It just seemed like a way to make them contribute from a distance, and it was dumb. Um, but were you emotionally moved? Were you happy about the reunion? Were you? Into yeah, the... I was happy about yeah. the reunion because they kept them apart the entire season. <laughs> like, was, come on! It's it, it just exhausting. I mean, just. I'm just amazed that every so many of my friends on Facebook are like, "Oh, it's the best thing ever! It's awesome! It's wonderful!" And they're dunking, meanwhile, they're dunking on Thor, which not great either. But I was just disappointed. It was just too too much. I don't know. I was I was I was emotionally into it. That's that's my defense. I say, you know, like I, I'm not. I'm <laughs> I not, still again, I still so like. Tom, Tom, I'm not saying it's amazing or anything, but I was. I was into it. I'm looking forward to season five. So I was. I am didn't... looking. I will say this. I am looking forward to season five because now everybody's together. Thank you. And right, I still God. stand by my saying, uh, not Will. Who's the other one? God. Will? Not Will. I like Will. I said uh, not Will. Duncan. Who? Max? No. The, well, how would I get, how would I get oh, Max Duncan? and Will confused? Wait, Dustin? No. The oh, long haired idiot. Oh, the main white kid? Yeah. What was his name? Oh, L- L11's boyfriend. He's the worst. Yeah, what Mike. is his name? None of us know his name. Are you serious? Mike. He's boring. Mike. I know. Mike. Mike. Mike, thank you. The yeah, most boring sucks. vanilla name ever, too. Sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. Killed, I didn't mean they that. Killed him. They should have killed him and kept and kept Eddie. I liked Eddie. Yeah, I liked Eddie, too. He was fun. 
Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, Mike is... And how are two of our main characters both in love with him? I don't understand. Yeah, there is nothing about him that is interesting. I know. I, I'm like, oh, Will. Well, I guess you could say for Will, it's like, look, he's closeted. He's in the 80s. He should have better taste. If you're going to be closeted, be closeted about somebody who's hot. He doesn't have a lot of options, you know? Like, I'm like, all right. It's it's Indiana in the 80s, dude. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it just hurts. And he did, he did zero this season. There was nothing he contributed to the team. They're like, you're the heart. I was like, does that make him Xander? Because Xander was the heart. And I hated Xander too. But I gotta say. That's true. Xander was funny. Isn't, no, isn't. Lucas more the Xander? Not evil, but I mean, he's more the heart. Lucas doesn't have No, they literally say in the finale, Mike, you're the heart. Mike, you're the heart of the team. Oh, I guess, I get what you're saying. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and and that's... You're the heart of my life. Side note, uh, even though I hated the whole season with the stupid basketball frat boy guys, I was quite happy to see him destroyed and like... (laughs) I, was, I, was I don't know if he deserved to be incinerated. That was that was kind of crazy. But I hated that whole plot. I, I, did, I did too. too. I, I did too. too. And I, I have to say so the, the the whole image of a white guy holding a gun to a black kid and they beat the crap out of the little sister. That was that. that none that was none not, of that was not cool. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like that. Yeah, I, all of that was just very uncomfortable. Oh, I do love Erica, though, but uh, yeah. I do, but I'm like, she's she's like an elementary, junior high school kid, know, and this yeah. almost adult just holds her down and threatens to break her arm? Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, none I of agree. that was okay. I agree, um, I agree. Um, but I still, it's still a thumbs up for me. I was I was emotionally into the characters, so thumbs up for me, I guess. It was okay. <laughs> Wait, no, is there no Yusin? Yusin didn't watch it? No, she's not into Stranger Things. But let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Next up, uh, we're going to talk about the season finale of The Boys. Now I get to be the wet blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you really, Peter? Do you really? (laughs) I think Tom is saying he's also a wet blanket. Tom Tom thinks The Boys is the best thing ever, as I recall. No, I don't. What? You you missed an episode where I I said I felt like I needed to power wash my skin, especially before Herogasm. <laughs> so who's the, well? Who's the most positive? We'll that would probably be me. I, I like I like the boys. Uh, the only thing that I felt like I felt like I got a little cheated in this episode, mainly because it looked like they were killing a lot of people left and right. I was like, holy crap! And uh, Noir, I like just when they were making Noir interesting. interesting. Yeah. They got him, and I was like, "But I just got to you know knew him. that was coming, though, because he betrayed." Uh, I as as soon as they're having that conversation, and he's like, "I can see your face. I know you lie. Tell me the truth." And he tells him the truth. I was like, "Oh, and now he's going to kill you." Like I did see that there, but I wanted new I, I wanted Noir to be to get to do something, and and just having the Tweety Birds kind of say goodbye and you're going to go off to Christ your Lord, whatever thing they say to him. I was like, "What?" So that was a little, and I and and if you're gonna kill a character, how is the deep still alive? I've wanted the deep to yeah, die since season one, <laughs> you know. And so, but the deep is still around, and he's a coward, and I hate him, and he's dumb, like all those things. There is no redeeming factors for the deep, not at all. His powers even yeah. suck. He's pathetic. <laughs> His, I'm just saying, at least Noir was starting to get interesting. If you're gonna kill somebody, kill the deep. 
And then it looked like they killed Maeve, and I was like, no! But they just basically took her powers, which is that... Fake, Fake out. Yeah, that was... They gave her a happy ending. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but... I'm... The thing is, it looked like they killed a bunch of people, and I was like, wow, that was great. And they were like, psych, we didn't really kill as many people as you thought. Um, but, and then they stuck Soldier Boy in the tank, and I was like, oh, good lord. Like, you can't kill anybody now? Um, so... They literally couldn't figure out how to kill him, though. That's the problem. Oh, that's true. Unless, that is uh, the truth. Unless, uh, Vice President Candidate make Explodey Head does her work on him. That's true. She could, That's but I, I like that the mission next season is to figure out a way to kill her. I don't like her anyway. You're not supposed to. I know, but she's supposed to at least be interesting. At least, Homelander's interesting. I, you know, you want him... Oh, he's so jacked in the head. I know, <laughs> but at least he's interesting. She's not interesting, and I don't think the actress is particularly char- something. I don't know. She's kind of blasé. Yeah, if you're going to be like a villain, you have to bring something to the villain role, and she's not bringing anything. So I'm not really invested in that, because they're like, next next season we're going to go after her, and I'm like, meh. The, the one thing that's really interesting about the timing of this series being on the air is it's unfortunate reflections of what's going on in the real world. And you know, they're real when, reflections, you mean. When the dude attacks Ryan at the rally and uh, Homelander incinerates him, and then the Mother's goes, Milk's... Yeah, uh, yeah Mother's that dude. Yeah, I know oh, you're talking about. Yeah, 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 husband, yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah, we don't take crap. And everybody starts... That just made Well, clearly me... that's what it's... We're supposed to think of Trump and stuff. Like, clearly that's intentional. Yes. Like, yeah, uh, we, yeah. we get that. It's just a little on the nose, that's all. It, it's a lot oh, of... Show, the whole I think the fact that Ryan went with Homelander versus... Because Billy's such a twit. All Bernie... Billy had to do was be supportive, and then Ryan would have never gone with Homelander. Nope. But, but, but Billy can't be because he's got his demons, too. Yeah. I mean, for the emotional core of the show, the center of good in the show is Huey and Starlight. Because right. otherwise, everybody else is pretty much so awful. Oh, no, no, uh, Kamiko is good. I oh, love Kamiko, Kamiko yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's a good person. I mean, but, but yeah. everybody else is so compromised and so awful. I don't know. I, I just, seriously, I feel so bad about myself about after watching an episode because just it's so over the top everything sex and gore and splody heads and guts and whatever it's like come on people uh, it I, yeah, that, yeah. I, guess, I guess that makes me uh, a psychopath or something because it doesn't bother me at all <laughs> I mean, yeah. is the correct oh idea. thank you thank you yeah I mean it's weird because I I mean I guess yeah I'm agreeing with Tom here because like I I like a lot of, of dark cynical crazy movies and shows and stuff but there's something about the show where I'm always like I'm like, yeah, I get it. The world is terrible and everything. I get it. You know, like I and and it's I still think it's a weird I think superheroes is perhaps I mean, because I know it's a comic book, too. But like, I think superheroes and the extremes of these of, of someone like Butcher and someone like Homelander, I think when you do a show about, you know, two people that are against each other in politics or whatever 
and you know that that's the show. It's like, well, that's you're not really going to kill either of them because like that's kind of the dynamics of the show. I get it. I think what's tricky about here is that this show is so big, it's so gleeful in its violence and in killing characters that it's hard for me to not be like, why haven't they killed Homelander? Why isn't Butcher dead? And it's like, well, it's just because that's that's not the design. I'm like, yes. Yeah, they're the stars of the show. You can't kill the stars of the show. I know, but because the world of the show is a kind of like, we do anything we can to get the job done, it always feels like they pull back because like you, because it is the design. And that always strains it for me. Even though I think the actor playing Homelander is super charismatic. And like you said, compared to the explodey head girl, like, yeah, yeah, Homelander, like his speeches and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's interesting, but he, it's just, it just feels like they're, you know, what is it? Playing the same, what is the, it's like playing the same record. They're doing, they're doing the same beat over and over again. Repeating the same story beats. Repeating the same thing. It's like, I get it. He's, he's a petulant child, but he's so powerful. Like, I just, eh, I don't know. Like I, and frankly, with all the talk of, um, is it Jensen Eccles? Is that the actor's name? Yeah. Uh He was good. I don't think he he was pretty good. He's good. He's good. I mean, I like the actor, you know, more than the, uh, guy from supernatural, um, that you guys don't like. Um, or not Supernatural, sorry, uh, Vampire Diaries as uh, Kirk. But I did feel a little disappointed at the end that I was like, oh, and they just, I mean, I guess I guess, they're, I guess they'll figure out the contracts for him because it's like, and hey, we'll put you in deep freeze if we need you. And I was like, all right. Like, I guess I, it felt almost like he's, he's not really in the show that much. It takes like, what, half the season to get to him? Like, it takes a while. Well, yeah, like. they do a lot of flashbacks, but yes, it does take a while yeah. to get to him. But I, I liked, I thought his character was interesting, and I liked the reveal. Yeah. I know the reveal didn't mean that much to you, but I liked the reveal. And I liked the will-they-won't-they-be-a-family aspect, in the because you weren't sure which way it was going to go. And I, I liked the whole tension of which way is this going to shake out. And then when he's like, but you're weak, because I didn't raise you. And he's like, but I'm like oh, you. Like and he's like, but I'm like you. And he goes, exactly. And I thought that was actually really cool. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. I, agree. I, I I thought that was compelling. Oh, and can we say, because um, I know Yusin and I have, uh, I think it's Yusin. Yusin and I have, a, have had a tug of war about child actors before. I got to say, man, that is not a good move. Like, that kid is okay now we're moving him into the evil sociopath like i hope that actor can play that off oh that's that's a good point he was okay as a sweet cast coming he was fine before but i'm like uh is this gonna work like i don't know that smile was was sufficiently sinister yeah it's one that's one shot i I know it was sufficiently sinister but yeah i see i see your point i'm not sure if he has the chops to really pull off a super villain Show, but I will say this a lot of times, even for child actors, it's kind of easier to do evil than it is like you know, win, winsome, winsome and wholesome. Because I feel like at that age, it sort of has to be like natural without being like too much, which is my problem. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe he can do evil. Maybe. Yeah, I just hope it's not so one dimensional and just like mustache twirling kid. But you're right, it might work, but I don't know. Well, if he just like, copies Homelander, which is where they're going with this, I think he'll be fine. But really, to be honest, it's probably not going to... He's probably going to be, like, potential evil kid for the whole season. And then, essentially, essentially Butcher is going to have to really, like, step up 
and bring him back to the light. I don't think that I don't think that kid's arc ends being evil. I think it ends with he dabbles in evil and then he comes back. That would I, I, yeah, I, I see because Butcher's not going to let that go. Right, of course. I mean, that, that's you know that's part of what Butcher's going to have to do. His um, promise to his dying life. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely. But I think, think he actually grew to like him. Like he really genuinely likes that kid. So. Oh, you for sure. I guess well, I was going to say, like, to, to wrap it up, I guess I think the second season of The Boys was pretty solid. Like, I, I didn't – I never finished the first season. I was like, I don't know about the show. And then this season, it I was like, oh, I'm back to being kind of eh on this. I did like the second season, though. So, I mean, I, and I'm still going to be back for season four. Like, but I just eh, – it's a thumb sideways, I guess, for me, you know. Eh. Sacrilege. All right. <laughs> Uh, I, let's wrap this up. What if, if you, you get... made it a severed thumb exploding sideways? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Well, let's wrap that up. And if you guys have any questions or comments, you can send them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. You can listen to us on Sci-Fi.Radio, Weedonopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.